Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. All right, you guys, welcome to the podcast this week. We have Natalie Burrell on the podcast this week, and she is here to talk to us about all things homework, strategies for getting homework done, strategies for being a more successful student. And she is an academic life coach and school psychologist. So I'm so happy to have her here to give us some tips and tricks on how you guys can be able to get your schoolwork done and get better grades and be better organized. So Natalie, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and why you do what you do. Sure. Hi, Sammy. Thank you so much for having me. I am a school psychologist, which means that I work at a high school and I help students who have something getting in the way of their learning. So that might be something like a learning disability or ADHD, or I have some students with anxiety and I have some students with all of the above things. Um, But I love that role, but I also work as an academic life coach because I get to work with teenagers on things like managing their time, building their confidence, helping them get better grades with less stress. And that's the type of work that really makes my heart happy. Um, And I get to have these wonderful long-term relationships with teenagers that I don't always get to do in the school setting. And so that's how I found the field of academic life coaching. And I love it. I love that. And the work that you do is so important, especially for those teens that do have ADHD or other learning disabilities or things that distract them more than others. I know um, my daughter has OCD. And so a lot of times learning, she learns differently than other teens do. And so um, I feel like what you do in your role and helping teens be successful is so important. So thank you for all the work that you're doing to to Uh, help the teens. You're welcome. So um, let's just dive in. I want to ask you from your perspective, what do you see are the biggest stumbling blocks for teens when it comes to getting their work done. And let's specifically talk about homework, I guess, because sometimes Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest part is when you get home, you're not in that school structure anymore and you have to motivate yourself to get your, get your homework done. What would you say are the (laughs) biggest challenges that teens have when it comes to getting their homework done? Yeah, you just named one and it's motivation for sure. So I think it's totally normal and typical to have days where we are feeling motivated and like the best versions of ourselves and we can check a lot of things off of our to-do list. But there's also days that we're just not feeling it and we're not feeling that motivated or maybe we're not feeling well, maybe we're sick. And that is totally normal. But that piece about motivation or having that desire to get something done, especially after you've had a long day of school already, that's absolutely a stumbling block that I see with teenagers to getting their homework done. And one of the things that I always say to teenagers is that you don't have to wait to feel motivated to get something done. Because if you just wait for that motivation to come, like if you just say, oh, I just have to be more motivated and then I'll do this, you might be waiting for a while. So you've got to think of some strategies to help you 
get started on days where you're not feeling the best or some ways to kind of have some life hacks to get going. <laughs> I can give you a life hack if that would be helpful. We need all <laughs> the like life, life hacks. hacks? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite life hacks is called set it up and leave it. So on the days where you are just not feeling motivated or you're feeling overwhelmed and you've got some things you have to do that night, let's say you've got a lot of homework, the set it up and leave it strategy goes like this. So what you do first is you figure out what materials you're going to need to get your work done that night. So maybe it's your laptop, your notes from history class, and a highlighter, whatever it is. You get all of those materials out and set them up nicely at your little work area, and then you actually walk away. And you leave it and you take a little bit of a break. And the reason why this strategy is so helpful because it's is because it's kind of like when your mom or dad or your parent cooks dinner for you and all you have to do is just sit down and pick up the fork and eat, that initial work is already done for you. Um, and there's something about just sitting down to a nice clean workspace with your materials laid out, even your book is flipped to the right page you need, that that kind of feels like you've got some momentum and you can go from there um, and start working on whatever it is that you need to get done. How long do you like set it up and then how long do you leave it before you come back mm -hmm. to it? Yeah, really good question because you don't want to go into like a black Netflix hole and emerge three hours later and nothing is done. So what I suggest is that you take a mindful break, which means you kind of pre-plan what it is that you're going to do and try to keep it something under 30 minutes and bonus points if you can get yourself outside. So if you can go outside and take a quick walk, maybe you've got a dog to walk, maybe you can just get some fresh air for a little bit and come back in. That's a really good brain break that's pre-planned. And so you're not just kind of doing whatever feels right in the moment and ending up on your phone um, and having a lot of time pass before you get started. So start with 30-ish minutes for a break, but you can also experiment, you know, and see what works best for you because what the amount of time that works best for me might be different for you. You just kind of have to experiment and see how long you can go. Yeah. I love that. Such a good, such a good strategy. Um, what other stumbling blocks do teens run into when it comes mm -hmm. to getting their homework done? A really big one is getting distracted. So either distracted with all the things that you're thinking about in that moment, because a lot of our teenagers are so overwhelmed with activities and just information and school and friend drama, all of that, that it can be very hard to stay focused. So one of the strategies that I like to do for that is called the Pomodoro routine. And this is how the Pomodoro routine works. So you decide how long you feel like you can sit uninterrupted and get some work done. Like how long do I feel like I can be uh, focused and not distracted today? Maybe it's 10 minutes, maybe it's 20 minutes. But whatever you decide, you set a timer for that amount of time and you do something we call clear the clutter, which means clear the physical clutter off of your workspace, but also clear the clutter out of your mind. So maybe that's taking a couple deep breaths. Maybe that's, you know, thinking through whatever it is you need to do that night, but then kind of letting it go. You're clearing the physical and the emotional clutter. And then you get to work for 20 minutes or however long you've set your timer for. And a pro tip here is that you're going to put a blank piece of paper down next to you so that any thoughts that come in that you need to attend to later, 
you can get them out of your head and onto the paper. So even if it's something like, oh, I forgot to text Sarah back, or I wonder if Starbucks has any new latte flavors, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Put it on that piece of paper so that you can go back to it later and you can stay focused and undistracted for that 20 minutes or however long you set your timer. Um, one thing I forgot to mention in the beginning though, is that you need to set an intention. So what is it I'm trying to get done in this 20 minutes? Is it read this history chapter? Is it go over my science notes? Whatever it is, set that intention so that when the 20 minutes up is up, you can go back and see like, hey, was I able to accomplish what it is I set out to do? Yeah, yeah. In um, my house, it's like, okay, what is the crumble cookie flavor of the month? Like I need to get online and and check that right away, right? With teens, I find that they have a really hard time of just like removing their cell phone or putting mm -hmm. that away or like if there's a, like a buzz on it, it's like that urgent need to like have to check it right away. How can teens be in that zone where they are undistracted and be okay with like letting messages or things on their phone go unanswered? Because just like that, I got to respond to their text right now or else they're yeah. going to think that I'm mad at them or, you know, all these things in the brain, right? Yes. Yes. And you're right. Everything feels very urgent. So I have two suggestions for that. So the first suggestion is actually an app called Forest. And the way that or the way that Forest works is that you put it on on your phone and you set how long of a time you want to not touch your phone. Maybe it's 30 minutes, however long it's going to take you to do something. And if you don't touch your phone during that time, these little trees will grow on your phone like a little forest. If you do touch your phone, the trees die. <laughs> and there's just something silly and rewarding about growing these little trees on your phone that actually, if you grow enough of them, they turn into real trees. They plant trees where they're needed across the globe, which is kind of cool. Wow. But there's just something really neat about leaving your phone and having some type of reward for it, even if it's silly little trees that are growing on it. There's just something about that that's kind of cool. So the Forest app actually does have a, a free version, and it's available on iPhone and Android. So I have some teenagers that like that. And the other thing that I'll mention, because you said something about, you know, if I don't text this person back right away, they're going to think I'm mad, is you can set your phone to have almost like the do not disturb driving uh, responses. Like I know a lot of adults that I work with, if I text them, sometimes I'll get an auto responder that says, hey, I'm driving right now. I, I can't respond. So you can set yours up to say, hey, I'm doing homework right now. I'm not checking my phone. It's like something to kind of give you an out to let the other person know you know, hey, it's not that I'm not responding to you. I'm not responding to anybody right now. And I don't even know you've texted me because my phone is on do not disturb mode. Okay. So just some little systems that and technology that we can put on our phones and teens can put on their phones to um, help them just feel calm. Like, oh, I can focus on my homework right now. Nobody's going to be mad at me or like there's nothing yeah. urgent that needs to be done. Right. Because yeah, I feel like you've got to take that pressure off. Yeah, there's so much pressure when when you're not responding. <laughs> yes, and then the other thing, I think a lot of my teenagers, they have the um, notification on that says when if they read a text message so the other person can see it, turn that off. <laughs> we don't, you know, you don't have to always know that somebody has read your message. You know, it's it takes that extra pressure off of, oh, they're going to know that I read this and didn't respond. Like if you just yes. take that off and the person doesn't know if you've read it or not yet, that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. I never understand what is that 
piece for. I've never had that turned on. I'm like, I don't want to feel, I don't want yeah, to feel that no, pressure. Me neither. I don't want people to know if I've read or not yet because I might not be able to reply right away. Right. Yeah. Okay. Organization. I feel like organization is a big stumbling block for teens. Do you, do you find that with teens, like just being organized mm-hmm. and figuring out when is what do, or how do I take this big, huge project and get it done? Like what, what can teens do that are overwhelmed or just having trouble getting organized? Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting with organization because the strategy that works for me, is probably very different than the strategy that works for you and different for your son. And, you know, I could recommend, Hey, buy this academic planner. Like this is going to make you organized or use this app. This is going to make you organized. And that's probably not the case. I think it's really a matter of trial and error and seeing what works for you. So maybe looking at the strategy you're currently using for organization Um, And figuring out, okay, what about this is working, but also what about this is not working? So for example, I had a student last month whose parent wanted them to have different color-coded binders for each class, which on the surface makes sense, right? Math is red, science is green, whatever. But this student did not like having all of these different binders and trying to find them and figure out and remember what color was what subject. So for him, his method of organization is now an accordion binder. It's like a one soft binder that opens up and there's like 10 different folders within it. So he has everything all in one place and he just labels the little folders. That is a strategy that his mom would never have recommended because she doesn't use an accordion binder. Um, But when he tried it, that's what worked best for him. So I think it's a matter of trying some different things and deciding, are you more of like a paper pencil person? Are you more somebody who uses electronics? You know, do you need a really cool school supply to help you stay organized? Whatever it is, try a couple things and see what works best for you. That's the first thing. Yeah, I love that because all of our brains work differently and what you're right. What is going to work for one person isn't going to work for another person. So yeah, try all the things and see what works best for you. I love that. So great. And that's Absolutely. also a good reminder to me as a mom to be, to be respectful of my own kids in their organization. <laughs> because sometimes I'm not like, well, that doesn't make sense to me, but it does make sense to them. Sure. Sure. No, totally. Totally. It makes complete sense. And you also mentioned, you know, having a hard time breaking down something that seems like a really big project or maybe something that just feels very heavy and kind of overwhelming. And I think that that is a really big stumbling block for teenagers as well, because sometimes when we don't know where to start with something, the easiest thing to do is just kind of freeze or not take any action because it it feels good in the moment not to have to do it or not have to figure something out, but it doesn't feel so good later on. So one of my favorite expressions that a friend of mine always says is you can't eat a whole watermelon in one sitting. And what she means by that is it's so much easier to break something into smaller slices and eat one at a time. And so if you're feeling really overwhelmed by a big assignment or something that just feels super overwhelming and daunting, I think one of the best things to do is to figure out what is your smallest baby step that you can take just to get yourself some momentum. And maybe that baby step is getting out all of your materials. Or maybe that baby step is reaching out to your teacher 
for help and saying, I don't get this, or, you know, I understood this part, but when I got to section two, I got lost. Can you help me? Maybe that tiny step is figuring out who can be my accountability buddy or my study partner? Who can I sit next to or have by me that they're doing their work and I'm doing my work, or maybe we're doing work together to help get me through that. So find one small thing that you can do and take action on to help get yourself some momentum going. Such a good point. And as, as you're saying that, this other thing that is popping into my brain which is there's such a fear among teens in asking for help in Mm -hmm. admitting, Hey, maybe I don't know how to do this or I'm confused. And then, and then we get buried and we get to a point where there's so much to like catch up on. And we find ourselves in a place that's really not where we want to be, which could have been prevented if we were just willing to ask for help or ask a teacher like, Hey, I need some extra help on this assignment. How can teens get over that stumbling block of just verbalizing the need for extra support? Really good question. And first, I want to normalize that because I would say 90% of the teenagers that I see have a hard time asking for help, either because they don't want to seem stupid or they don't want to be a burden to the person that they're asking. I hear that a lot. And so one thing I would suggest is to figure out what is the way that you feel most comfortable asking for help. And what I mean is it doesn't have to be face-to-face with your teacher. It also doesn't have to be you in front of a classroom of students asking a question in front of everybody that everybody hears. It could be an email you send to your teacher. It could be a note that you ask the office to put in their mailbox, whatever it is. What is the way that you feel most comfortable asking for help and starting there? If you don't feel comfortable with any of those things, bring a friend with you and ask your ask your teacher for help with your friend. There's something about that <laughs> that makes it feel easier and less daunting. It's like, when we when girls go to the bathroom together sometimes, why do we do that? I don't know. But it's just better to have somebody there with you. So try that strategy too. If you're not comfortable with asking face-to-face or asking in front of the class or even sending an email. Yeah. Or even like sometimes you're going to need your parent to ask for help, right? I, I know like junior high teachers don't like <laughs> teens to involve their parents, but like if it comes down to that and like you need your parent to advocate for you, that is totally fine. And it's, and it's okay. Totally fine. Right. We just, we don't want any teen to get to a point where it's just really hard to dig themselves out of a situation that could have been prevented. And sometimes I'm just like, you need to get over yourself so that you can get the help that you need. Right. Like totally agree. Get over it. Right. (laughs) It will be okay. And actually, you know, when you're asking for help, you are typically doing that teacher a favor. Number one, they actually probably like teenagers because they're in teaching, right? And they want to educate. They want to help their students learn. And so when you ask a question, you're helping them do what makes their heart happy, which is teach and help students learn, right? And you're also probably clarifying something for them that other students probably have this same question. They just weren't brave enough to ask. So you, you're actually helping your teacher when you ask a question. I try to tell the clients I work with, you're not a burden for that teacher or that administrator, no. that what they are doing is their job. They're getting paid to help you, to teach you. And hopefully they like their job enough to want to be good at it. So I never yes. like want a teen to be like, this is this isn't about you, 
right? Like in your ability to learn, like a lot of times that's what the administrator or teacher is there to help you do. For sure. And if you feel like you're going to be a burden, I would absolutely recommend sending an email and saying, hey, I know you're busy. When would it be a good time for me to come in and ask you this question? Or just put your question in an email because a teacher is going to respond at a time that is convenient for them. Any other tips or strategies that you have for teens when it comes to stress and homework? Any last little bits you want to share with us? Everything you've said has been so good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm going to tell you about my favorite evening routine. So in the evenings, I really like to think of one thing that I can do that's going to make my tomorrow a little bit easier or a little bit brighter or a little bit more manageable. And so for some teenagers, that might be something as simple as picking out your clothes for the next day. It could be packing your breakfast so you know you're going to get some nutrition in your body. Um, It could be something like thinking through the next day and remembering kind of what your priority is or what it is that you have to get done. But if you can take even just five minutes the night before and do something to make your tomorrow a little bit better, that is really helpful. Oh, I love that. And so you do that every night, every night, every night. That's so (laughs) great. (laughs) And like you're building a relationship with your future self. You're like helping your future self out, which I always, I love that concept of just having a good relationship with yourself, whether it's Mm. your present self right now or your future self, the version of you tomorrow that can't find your shoes. Yes. I love that. (laughs) You just know where your shoes are the night before. So you no, that happened it's to us this morning. It's a small thing, but gosh, it's such a big deal, right? And you're so grateful the next day that you got it done. Yeah. Well, and in the morning, like you're under a time crunch. And so, yeah, that happened to us this morning where my son couldn't find his <laughs> shoes and we're all up looking everywhere for his shoes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can relate. Where can teens find you and get more information? And I know you have an Instagram account where you put lots of great stuff. So tell us about that. Yeah, sure. My Instagram is at life success for teens. And then my website, it's a mouthful, but it's life success for teens.com. Okay. All right. So I'll put those in the show notes and, um, thank you so much for being here today, sharing with sharing all your knowledge with us. And, um, it was great to have you on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. Hey guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.